0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, Thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, I got my guys with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 102nd edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to touch on for this week is some UFC. Uh, we had UFC 222 uh, last Saturday. Just about to get right in and touch upon Ortega, man. This guy is an absolute monster. The first guy in UFC history to just knock out uh, Frankie Edgar. That was just absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, Edgar fought guys like Aldo, BJ Penn, uh, you know, Benson Henderson, um, just a bunch of talented guys in that division uh, that he's fought and at the lightweight division. Uh, and, couldn't even knock him out, man. And this guy just came in. A lot of people didn't hit. I uh, never heard of him. Just went in there, just delivered an explosive knockout uh, to just get ready to fight uh, Max Holloway. So, just what are your thoughts on that fight, man?
1: Well, I mean, it was it was shocking uh, when we talked about it last week. We both had Edgar winning a decision. Uh, I mean, I did point out that it wouldn't be an easy night for him. It was a game fighter that he was going against, but. Hey, a lot, a lot of a, uh, a lot of eyes were opened by Brian Ortega. Uh, yeah. that's that's a big notch to have on your belt by not only beating Frankie Yeager, but being the only person to ever put him down. So, yeah. more props to him, and I look forward to seeing him against Holloway.
0: Yeah, just wondering, man. You know, people usually always um, when it comes to fights, uh, you know, they have the whole camp. Um, to particularly like for this one, Edgar was focused on Holloway, uh, pretty good majority of the time. And then, uh, with Holloway being injured, um, he had to pull out and then Ortega came in. Now you have a guy like Ortega, you know, coming in on short notice, uh, you know, they have the conditioning, um, aspect that really, you know, hurts a lot of fighters in that, um during that time but you also have uh, with the guy like Frankie Edgar he's focused on a fighter uh, like Holloway and then with Ortega he comes in he's got to just transition and just focus on a different type of uh, style of fight Um, and your just thoughts man like what do you think about that like uh, usually with that you think it, the a guy like uh, Edgar would have the advantage or a person coming in like Ortega uh, would you think it'd be pretty balanced either way or like, what's your thought?
1: No, I mean, it's, it depends on if the short notice fighter is in shape,
0: yeah. uh, which it seemed like Ortega was,
1: but if, if you're in shape, I feel like that fighter coming in on short notice has the advantage. Uh, if they're similar, similarly skilled to the person that they're fighting. Yeah. And I mean, we, we could look at Ortega's last few fights <clears throat> He beat some good people, and you know he's been finishing all of his fights. They've all been by submission. Yeah. Uh, so that's why the uh the knockout was surprising. Yeah. But but no, I definitely think Ortega came in with an advantage just because you know for the simple fact that Frankie had been doing all that training for Max Holloway style, which is different than what Brian Ortega was. So yeah. It this also, I mean, for some people that have turned down trying to take these short notice fights, uh, when they're high up in the rankings, yeah, this this is a big reason why because you got some hungry young and up and comer uh, coming in your face that I mean, he has nothing to lose because basically in the UFC's eyes, if Ortega would have lost, they're not going to dock him for that. Yeah, he took a short notice fight. If anything, you still get the props for st- stepping up and taking a short notice notice fight, but to come in and win that, now he's propelled himself into a title fight that was supposed to be Eggers that night. So, yeah. So lesson learned to a lot of fighters. Be cautious if you take
0: those. It better be a fight that you know you can win if you accept it. Yeah, you know, because Holloway was, uh, he got at him on Twitter about it. You know, he was like, man, I got injured. You know, you should have pulled out uh, two instead of taking that fight. You know, the title shot was yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people always – uh, you know, talk about, well, hey, you know, this guy's conditioning. <clears> the <throat> uh, conditioning could be off that's uh, coming in um, to replace the fighter that's taken out. But you also have the guy that's been training for, you know, the Max Holloways and such. Uh, and then just to hear that he's going to be replacing that fight with somebody, you're going to be fighting a guy that's the complete opposite, pretty much, or just fights completely different. Um, than the guy that you were training up for, uh, for so many weeks and months or whatever, that could definitely hurt you. So, yeah, I definitely agree with, uh, everything you just said, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, up next, we going to talk about the championship fight between Cyborg versus, uh, Yana Kuzinskaya. Um, just what are your thoughts on that one, man? She, uh, Cyborg went in there and pretty much just handled business, uh, as usual. Yeah.
1: I mean, that no one, like I said, not very surprising. Uh, cyborg just you know overwhelmed her uh there was the sloppy little takedown that uh that she got on cyborg uh when she was in some trouble but i mean that's pretty much the most defense that cyborg had to deal with yeah uh, getting taken down once but yeah it's just i, I just think they're just going to have tri- trouble finding somebody for for her yeah that, that can do something but yeah uh kind of sky she she was game she she didn't seem scared but it was just like you could you you could see she was just head over her head
0: from the start of the fight yeah yeah you pretty much just said it man uh <clears throat> had that little takedown at first mile side i was kind of worried i was like okay uh well she I do I do it.
1: think I do think that's something more talented fighters might see and be like, maybe that's a chink in the armor right there that yeah. Cyborg's defensive wrestling is not there. So if you can get inside without taking those heavy shots at first and get her down, you might have something you can
0: do. Yeah. So yeah, I was looking at that and then, you know, was able to get up from them and then just drop those bombs and everything and get the win. So uh, Cyborg way, man, with the punches, so uh, just a good win on her part. Um, How it's been sounding, man? uh, Dana uh, seems like he's really pushing uh, Nunez and Cyborg to fight each other next. Um, Just thoughts on that.
1: I'm interested in that fight. Uh, Nunez, she seems to be the type that could step in and really show no fear. She hits like a truck herself and she's very good at wrestling. Yeah. Uh so seeing that I I think that could be an interesting fight depending on like I I want to see them next to each other to see what the size difference actually looks like with them. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I do think uh if there is a fighter that might be able to match up
0: reasonably be well, reasonably well with Cyborg, that's what it would be. Yeah. I wonder what Because uh, I think Cyborg like naturally um walks at like one eighty, one seventy five, one eighty. Um yeah, I wonder what is like natural uh what her natural walk around weight is. Not that big. Not that, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh just to close this out, man, uh I was reading an article uh yesterday and um saying shipboy G S P uh wants another fight. Um seems as if the uh, medication has been taken for the illnesses. He's had, uh, it's working pretty well. Um, he said he's, <clears throat> excuse me, he hasn't had any, uh, symptoms or anything like that. Um, well, he's been taking the medicine, so he's, uh, possibly open for another fight. Uh, just what are your thoughts on that, man? You think he should just hang it up after beating, uh, Bisping? Uh, cause I feel as if there's really nothing else, uh, that he really needs to do, man. Um, but what are you thoughts on that? <sighs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree. I don't, I don't think he needs to have another fight,
0: but uh, if
1: if if he's healthy and if he looks, I mean, he had a tough fight against Bisping. Yeah, he he came out with a knockout. <clears throat> I I think if he does come back, he probably needs to come back down and do a fight at welterweight where he he's not trying to throw hands with bigger bodies like that. Yeah, uh, But I, depending on the matchup, I could be intrigued by it,
0: but I don't think it's necessary, no. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly agree with you, man. You basically just said everything, uh, I will say. Um, anything else for UFC before we go on, man?
1: No. I mean, surprising in the main event, but the co-main with Cyborg
0: went as planned. So. Yeah. All right, now we're about to touch on some NCAA basketball. Uh, first of what we're about to get into is the Big Ten tournament. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, both of y'all squ- uh, squads went against each other. Uh, Michigan was able to get the W. So, just how are you guys feeling about your teams? And just overall, uh, how did you feel about the tournament?
1: It was a competitive conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we don't have to play Michigan anymore outside of maybe in the <laughs> A big tourney, but hopefully we can
2: avoid them since they just seem to have a recipe for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what it exactly is that Michigan has against Michigan State because not many teams have it against them. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say you know it's a fluke you beat them twice. Um, you know, I think Michigan, you know, when you beat Michigan State. 10 plus both times I mean it's definitely you know not a fluke like Darnell so you got something there but uh, you know very competitive tournament I think Darnell was spot on there I mean Michigan played the only two games that were decided by more than 10 points Um, that was the Michigan State and the Nebraska game so I mean every team played you know played tough played well Um, Penn State uh, don't think they'll make the tournament but Uh, had a really good showing beat ohio state again um seems like they have their number so um, big 10 tournament was fun um happy michigan won it all um they would have been in the tournament anyway but it's nice momentum going in i just wonder how playing in early tournaments going to affect all the teams not just michigan
0: yeah all right guys uh Up next, uh, I would just like to touch on the SEC tournament. Um, Just, what are your uh, thoughts on the SEC uh, conference tournament?
2: Interesting that um, Michael Potter is going to play. Michael Porter, Potter. Yeah, Michael Porter. Porter. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting that he's going to play. Only play like not even a full game and. Looks like he's going to be coming back. Uh, Should be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, Missouri actually fared pretty well this year. Uh, So getting him back could be uh, very interesting. Uh, I still think all eyes are on Kentucky. What are they going to do? Um, I mean, I don't think the SEC has a lot of great storylines going into their conference tournament. But, um, you know, I think they they have some solid teams. Tennessee, uh, Kentucky should make the tournament um you know like i said missouri is going to be an interesting watch but uh i think just as a whole the conference doesn't have a lot of a lot of buzz going right now
1: yeah uh this is one that most people probably won't be checking out until late uh in the tournament so probably day 3 or 4 where you get some of the matchups that could be interesting i guess uh <clears throat> if missouri gets past georgia like most, think uh, I think that Kentucky-Missouri matchup could be nice. Uh, you can get Alabama or Auburn probably in the second round, so or a third round. So some interesting matchups, but uh, yeah, this is the SEC just hasn't been a great power this year. So it's kind of just one where you probably will watch some of the rivalry games, maybe one or two of
0: the interesting games, and and the the final to yeah. see what's going on with this one. Yeah, what are the chances? Uh, because you know, before the uh season started, you know, Kentucky was ranked pretty high, and they had uh just have not lived up to those expectations um this year uh it's kind of just definitely uh downplayed uh compared to uh previous seasons um you guys pretty confident they could uh win this uh the championship the SEC tournament championship or what? Uh-huh.
2: I mean, I think they have just as good of a shot as any of the other top teams in that conference. Um, you know, Kentucky's always athletic. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, where they get hurt is, you know, they're inexperienced, always thrown out four or five freshmen. Um, so uh should be interesting. But, you know, I'll give them just as good of a shot as anybody else in that conference.
0: All right, guys, now we're about to touch on the ACC. Uh, just thoughts on the ACC tournament.
2: Yeah, uh, should be a good one. Always some heavyweight teams here. Duke, North Carolina. Uh, I think it would be fun if we can get another game of them uh, in this tournament. But uh, once again, not a lot of big storylines. Just Duke and North Carolina.
1: Yeah, uh can... Definitely agree there. Uh, it, this one started already as well. Uh, you know, we have I, have. I think this one just kind of comes down to the powers, as as most would expect. Though I think yeah, this is UVA's to lose. Uh, but you know, Duke is always going to be Duke. I uh, want to see how they look against Notre Dame. I think that's who they have next on the slate, and then. Yeah, see if UNC can get back in there to re- do that rivalry one more time as well.
0: Who, uh, both of you guys, uh, you brought up Virginia Darnell, but you feel the same way. Uh how you think uh, this is Virginia's a lose. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Virginia's the number one team in the country for a reason. Uh, only lost one conference game all year, so they, they show they have a firm grip on the ACC. Uh, so, is it theirs to lose? Yeah. Um, but I, once again, I think you get, uh, you know, the, the triangle of Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, any three of them, given night, one team gets hot, the other goes down.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, to finish it off, we have the Big East tournament. Uh, what do you guys, Dawson, expectations for this one?
1: Uh this one, I mean, I really think it. this is another one where it probably comes down to the top two seeds. <clears throat> I think we'll probably end up with Xavier and Villanova battling this one out. Uh, Creighton can maybe surprise some teams or uh, some upsets or something like that. But, yeah, I don't see this one going too crazy out of the norm. Okay.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Just give me Villanova. Let's get to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not an exciting conference anymore. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, okay. Up next, we are about to touch on uh, a little bit of a March Madness tournament. since so it's right around the corner. Uh, guys, just looking at the uh, team so far, um, who would you say your top of, uh for your one uh and two seeds, who are your four teams uh, for the one and two seeds for marsh Madness? Um if you had to pick? You just mean the four one seeds? Yeah, the four ones,
1: yeah. Uh with me I'm going with uh I mean your top three ranked teams, uh Virginia, Villanova, and Xavier. Uh <clears throat> I th- I think both teams have done enough to earn theirs. For the fourth, I am just not sure <laughs> uh, that I don't. I don't think anybody's truly just locked locked up a one seed. I don't think State's done it, even though we only lost four games, just because the strength of schedule wasn't there. Duke had a uh, their rough stretch. Uh, I'm not fond of Gonzaga's schedule either. Uh, I guess I would probably go with maybe either Kansas. Or I guess just
0: Kansas. <laughs> hmm. let, me, let me ask you this, Darn. If uh how uh if Michigan State would have won the uh tournament, uh the Big Ten tournament, uh would they have been your f uh? Four? I think that
1: would I think that would earn Yeah, I okay. think that would have
0: earned one seed. Okay. What about
2: Utah? Yeah, um, I would actually go, obviously, Villanova. I think everybody has them. Xavier, as long as they play Villanova in the final, um, I don't see a problem there. And then um, uh, Virginia, I think they're solidified, number one. But um, if Kansas wins the Big 12, I'll go Kansas as well. But if either Duke or North Carolina win the ACC tournament, I bet they slide up. Mm. Okay. Especially if one of them beats Virginia to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can agree with that? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for uh, NCAA basketball before we move on? Nope. Okay. All right, now we're about to go into some NBA. Uh, We're going to touch on the Pistons um, for a little bit. Um, You know, me and Tyler, we kind of talked about them at the end of the show last week. Uh, But, guys, what are your thoughts on this Pistons team? team, um, They were looking pretty good when they first got Blake, and then, you know, just this typical Pistons team, you know, they just look good, and then somehow they just – start to crash uh, a little bit, and they were starting to take some L's, so just um, what are your thoughts on this uh, team? Uh, you think there's just not really meshing, or you think they something just wrong with the coaching, or like, what What are your thoughts on it? It's just, they're just
1: a team, I can't put my finger on what's wrong with them. <laughs> uh, they have the talent to be better than ninth in the East right now, but just for some reason, they can't put it all together. Uh, yeah, it looked like when Blake came, and there was that new energy, but it seems like it's very similar to what happened with Cleveland. They made their big splash and <clears throat> basically changing their whole roster and were looking good at first. And then they came down to earth and looked like, uh, Cleveland again. Not, not the Cleveland of last year, but what they looked like beforehand. Yeah. Uh, the Pistons seem a lot like that. They started with a spark when they got Blake, but people got used to playing them, I guess. I don't know. And now they're back to what they look like pre-Blake
2: Griffin. Just a non-playoff team. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to point the finger at Reggie Jackson. Um, I mean, not saying it's his fault. He's hurt. But look, look at all the top teams. I mean, you look at really good guard play. Pistons don't have really good guard play without Reggie Jackson. And even then it's just, just above average. Um, I think what they're missing is the killer guard. Um, I think if they were to have that, this team would be easily close to number four, if not better in the East. Well, it'd be tough to say that because they got Blake Griffin later in the year, but I, I, I still
0: think they're a guard away. Yeah, I, I can agree with that somewhat Todd man. When uh Reggie was uh with the Pistons, uh when he was healthy and playing, uh, they were doing pretty good, man. And once they uh once he got hurt, man, that's they really started to take a dip. So I I'm really uh anxious to see, man, once he gets back, um what he'd be able to do uh with this team. Um question he'll be uh he he should be back uh about later this month is it Mm, there there's actually reports saying he's not close
2: he's not okay well wow so i've seen that so i wouldn't be surprised if he's
0: done for the year okay yeah they're they're just not gonna say it in case they make it to the playoffs yeah because i was about to say yeah it's um you know, it it'll really help uh for him to come back because he could really help them make that push to try to get that uh seventh or eighth spot. But um yeah, how they're looking right now, man, I don't know if they could be able to get that. Um are you guys pretty confident? Uh how confident are you guys that they will make it to the playoffs? Uh not still got a little hard. time left, but uh not at all. Not very
2: confident, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say not at all. I mean, you catch a quick six-game win streak, and you get Miami losing four of six, and you're right there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not as saying of right possible. now. What are the odds?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just not at all confident in them.
2: I just I yeah. I saw, I saw I saw stat before their game tonight. Like on the year, they only have nine road wins, so like nine and twenty Holy something man. on the road. Nine
1: and nine and twenty
0: two on the road. Yeah, terrible. Wow. Terrible. Yeah. That's awful. Um, what do you guys think if, if they don't make it to the playoffs, what do you think happens to SVG? Uh, he has to at least lose his front office spot. I bet nothing would happen
2: to be quite honest with you. Do you think nothing? Yeah. I think trading for Blake Griffin saved him for another year.
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. i like, that, they have
2: to be able to be a playoff team. At well, I mean, okay, wh- where I'll agree with you on that, Darnell, is the fact that they were, like, a game or two out once they got Blake Griffin. Yeah. Like, I'll give you that, but I still think now it's going to, you know, give us a full year with Blake Griffin, and we'll see what happens. You know, so I think it, I think it bought them a little more time.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, now we're just about to touch on the Houston Rockets. Um, a lot of people are liking this team. I admit, I'll admit it. I am one of those guys. Uh, this team is just very fun to watch, man. Just James Harden. James Harden is just having an absolutely phenomenal year. Uh, with what he's just doing on the court. Uh, I think he's my favorite, uh, to win the MVP. I think he's a lot, a lot of people's favorite to win the MVP. Um, but they're right now there in first place. Um, in the Western Conference, uh, you guys think they could hold that number one spot, or do you think Golden State's gonna take over and get it, or what?
1: I, I feel like in the end, probably Golden State has the edge to sneak back in and take it, but <clears throat> I wouldn't be shocked if Houston could hold on. They're definitely a better team than they were last year, and Harden's just playing on a otherworldly level right now, uh, just as you said, but, um, uh, but I, I guess I just still feel like Golden State's that that better team when they when they want
2: to be. Okay. I'll agree. I think Golden State is the better team, but I I bet Houston holds on for the regular season. Um they they're not going to get in rest mode. Um which I think'll help them out, but I I still think if you put them in a 7 game series, I'd give the edge to Golden State. Even though I really like Houston. We we've all liked them for like what? two two and a half years now. Yeah. I mean we we've really liked this team and I think they're finally starting to
0: reach that peak of potential. Yeah. Uh they just shocked me a lot this year, I man. I just didn't really think uh CP three and um James Harden would be able to just coexist with one each other with uh, one another on the court. I thought maybe if somehow uh, CP3 would be able to, to uh, be on a bench or something like that and he could like spark some energy off the bench but I did not expect those two to just play uh, be on the court with one, uh, at the same time and just be able to just spark uh, that team like they've just uh, been doing uh, they just, the Susan Rockets team is just phenomenal to watch man uh, just very entertaining so um, I'm 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 rooting for them man, I, I like them I'll say that All right, guys, um, anything else to add for the NBA? Nope. All right. Okay, now we're going to touch on some NFL. Uh, Talk about the uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, for a little bit. Uh, Before we get into the trade, uh, you know, there's possible talks with uh, Richard Sherman being cut. Uh, Just what do you guys think about uh, Sherman possibly being cut?
1: i i mean it's just another example of how the n f l is a business first uh for these teams uh richard sherman for most people's from in most people's eyes like is Seattle <clears throat> as far as the Seahawks go he's been in my opinion almost more of the face of the team than uh than anybody uh and that's that's going from any skill position player to to quarterback to whatever. Uh, Richard Sherman is their vocal leader, and he he's usually out front uh, for the team. So it just it just shows. I mean, even if you get quite a backing for yourself, you can you can go uh, at any time when you know he's coming off an injury he uh from what I heard he's going to hit the cap space for uh eighteen million if he was to stay on the team, and if they cut him, that's like a sixteen million dollar savings on the in cap space so i can I can see why they would do it, but yeah, it just shows this is a
2: business first there's not team side that- yeah, you know, I think it also shows the steady decline we've seen with Seattle. Um, I mean, this past year, I think, is some of the worst defense we've seen Seattle play in the last handful of years. But really, ever since they won the Super Bowl, they've kind of started to slowly go downhill. And I think it's getting to the point where people are getting frustrated. Decisions are being made. Like Darnell said, it's turning into a business and it's less about winning football right now. It's it's about, you know, just the, the business decisions that management thinks is best um I mean it would suck Sherman you, you think Richard Sherman you think Seattle Seahawks yeah. but as Darnell likes to
0: say "Them's the breaks yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um with Sherman if he does get cut uh where's a possible uh landing spot for him that you guys uh, could see him going I'm
2: I'm actually gonna throw an interesting idea out there. I think Richard Sherman's a lot like Darrell Revis, where you had, you know, best cornerback in the league for year after year after year, and then he changes a team, something like that happens, he's not as good. I I think Seattle's defense was a system. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know that you can watch him match up constantly with the best receivers because he wasn't always matching up with the best receiver and i think that's one thing that people yeah and i think that's one thing that people kind of overlooked like oh Richard, you know they line up their best receiver on the other side of the field so he can't be matched up with richard sherman it's like well duh he can't play the other side of the field Mm. that's why they do it and and i think people aren't really realizing that like he's good but i don't think he's you know as good as everybody was screaming that he was yeah, I think you lost the touch. I don't know that it's necessarily losing the touch. I'm just saying I I just think he's in a really good scheme.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Richard Sherman is a very good corner. He's, he's locked down some people and just made them not be able to uh, function. But, yeah, he worked in uh, how Seattle plays. He didn't have to trail the best receiver on the team uh for Seattle because that deep that especially in the big time Legion of Boom when they were just elite like that. Uh like he he did his job. Uh I do think he's still a very good corner, but it does have to be the right type of system. Yeah. I'm not sure which system that is. Uh he would I think he would have to go somewhere where there's at least a, a good secondary corner for him to deal with. Uh I guess my thought process is like maybe going to a Minnesota or uh, maybe follow his, his buddy that we'll talk about uh, in a little bit, I assume. Uh, go, go to Philly. He he needs to go to a defense that he's not going to be looked at as just being a world changer for him. Uh, he, he can definitely be that piece to make a good defense, a Super Bowl-type defense. Uh, maybe even somewhere like Denver that has a really good defense that that's starting to get a little older, but to, you know, put that little cherry on top, uh, especially if they can fix their quarterback situation, like if they get a Kirk cousins or if they hit on what, on a draft pick to get a good quarterback. Cause I mean, that's basically what Denver is is a quarterback away from being back to being a super bowl type team.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it wouldn't hurt to add a pro bowl type cornerback too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, another uh, team there could be like Arizona, similar situation. They're oh, quarterback away.
1: Hit him wow. and Patrick Peterson on either side? Oh, God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, think about that. I mean, if they were to either get somebody in the draft or somehow land Kirk Cousins, they're looking at, you know, being right back in the playoff picture. Granted, uh, that NFC West is beefing up, but. Still, would be an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh I, I real real fast. I uh, would say Detroit, but they can't afford him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh just real quick, uh, another guy I just like to touch on uh just for uh, s- Seattle. Um is you know, you have uh Russell uh Wilson, um, with this whole issue with him in uh baseball. Um you had athletes before uh Some even, you know, play football and uh, did baseball, you know, kind of during the uh, same time or whatever. But um, is there any like you think um, Seattle should be worried at all that, you know, maybe he might just give up football completely and just pursue baseball or anything like that? Or like, what are you what are your thoughts on that? I think he's too good at football.
2: I don't think he'll give it up for baseball. I think maybe once he retires from football, he might start going down that route, but I don't, I don't think he'll give up football just yet. Okay. I don't yeah. think
0: there's too much to worry about. I don't, I don't think there's any worry of that. Okay. The pay, the paycheck's too good right now. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. Y'all not feeling for like a kind of Jordan move, man. And no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, uh, just to finish this off, uh, we would talk about Michael Bennett. Um, just thoughts on this uh, trade with him going to uh, the Eagles.
1: The rich get richer. I mean, Philly's defense was, especially the pass rush, was pretty pretty solid this past season. But now they're going to have uh, an elite edge rusher coming in there uh, to go on the opposite side of what they have and. I mean, it's just crazy to look at a team like this that has two MVP quarterbacks, one regular season type, with uh, Carson Wentz. And he didn't actually win it because he got injured, but yeah. he was he was pretty much the favorite, unanimous uh, favorite for, to win the award before he got hurt, and then Nick Foles, his backup, goes and wins it the the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP, uh, and then. That defense, like I said, was solid. And to add Michael Bennett, is just, like I said, the rich get richer. And being a Cowboys fan, I am pissed.
2: <laughs> what are your thoughts yeah. on the time? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll agree the, the rich get richer, but I think it shows that, you know, Philly's got no plan of slowing down. Um, They're going full speed, and they want to win again.
0: All right, guys, uh, that pretty much touches it for the NFL. Um, is there anything else you guys uh, like to add before we close it?
1: No. Uh,
2: this time next week, we should uh, be getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So uh, Darnell's taking his two days off of work and uh,
0: should be fun. Yeah. So. It's a really a uh fun time man I picked up on it uh last year um'm really expecting uh, some good basketball again this year man just gonna be good for sure so uh, definitely gonna check it out, but all right guys uh as always, I appreciate y'all tuning into the show uh you can check this podcast out on soundcloud youtube stitcher itunes uh just hit us up in that search engine don't kill the messengers podcast and we should pop up also feel free to follow us on twitter at dkm underscore cast uh be pretty awesome to hear from you guys on there uh, as well but um we'll catch you guys next week uh we're going to talk about talk a lot about some ncaa basketball for sure with marsh madness tournament uh getting ready to start up so uh Check us out next week, and we'll catch you all next episode. Peace.